You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast with Stephanie Holland, episode 26. Welcome to the Thriving Empire podcast, where it's all about stabilizing the roller coaster of starting up so that you can launch your ideas with more passion, purpose, and vision. I'm your host, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict, Stephanie Holland. So let's get started. Well, hello. How's it going? So welcome to the epilogue of season one. This is episode 26. Oh my gosh, 26 has never seemed like such a big number before. But now it represents to me half a year of weekly podcasting. All I have to say is this, O-M-G. <laughs> but okay, we're going to dive into this episode, which I think is a beautiful episode. But first, I want to know if you are ready to get radically organized and visionary about your life and work. Now, I totally get it. If you see yourself as an octopus needing help to untangle your tentacles so that you can swim in a consistent direction, if you crave clear, decisive, um, a clear and decisive vision for a multi-layered business fantasy, if you have so many ideas resulting in a head spinning and a lack of productivity, and if you feel stuck, uncertain, or worried about your business future and tend to procrastinate and don't do the major things you planned for the day, well, you can shake off the shackles and get the ball rolling by joining me on the seven-day visionary leadership challenge coming up this week. We kick off Sunday, 2nd of June. Just head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash live to register. Now, Next week is also a very cool episode because I'm going to share my lessons from podcasting with you because I have fallen so deeply in love with podcasting as a platform and a medium for expression that I want to share what I've learned with you in case you're on the fence about starting or you're in the early days and need some encouragement to keep going. Okay, so that's next week. But this week, the title of this episode is Marilyn Monroe's Business School. But of course, Marilyn didn't have a business training program, but if only she did, because I think it would be the best training program ever. Because her approach to her career was a living blueprint for staying in the game until you get the results you're looking for, which is the very epicenter of entrepreneurial mindset and success. So let me first kick start this episode with a quote from her. She said this, I used to think as I looked out on the Hollywood night, there must be thousands of girls sitting alone like me dreaming of being a movie star, but I'm not going to worry about them. I'm dreaming the hardest. I'm not going to worry about them, she said. I'm dreaming the hardest, she said. How's that for a blue ocean strategy? Now, blue ocean strategy is about doing your own thing, and it's usually by creating or doing things um, completely differently or creating new combinations of things that haven't been done before in a way that virtually eliminates the competition. Now, Marilyn's life and work is the best example of blue ocean strategy that I can think of. And actually, I came across her story quite by accident. I, um, a couple of summers ago, I think it was summer of 2014, I spent the summer in Glastonbury, which is a town in England. It's actually the birthplace of the legends of Avalon with Kling, King, Ar King Arthur, Queen Guinevere, and the Knights of the Round Table. It's a really mythical, magical place nestled in the Somerset countryside and very close to one of England's coolest cities, in my opinion, Bristol, which I love to death. So Glastonbury was my home for several spring summer seasons. I used to actually rent a room in a house there with a very cool, very eclectic bookshelf, ranging from things like Light on Yoga and The Four Agreements to random Tudor fiction. I'm actually obsessed with historical fiction. And 
currently and impatiently waiting for Diana Garibaldon's latest novel in the Outlander series. Oh my gosh, can't wait. Anyway, one evening I was scanning um, the multicolored bookshelf, which kind of always mesmerized me. I was looking for something to read and I noticed the word Monroe embossed in silver on a black spine. And it actually at first glance looked like a book on architecture. So I grabbed it down from the shelf and settled into the sofa only to realize it was all about Marilyn Monroe. And to my utter surprise, I was glued to it from, from the first page to the last page. And I emerged hours later feeling really passionate, passionate about my life, about my own vision, and much more clear about what is required to create it. It was, it was kind of an interesting experience. So as I read this book, I was diving into the world of Marilyn Monroe. And I really just discovered a staggeringly simple tale of passion and hard work, like the ultimate formula for success, right? Passion and hard work um, of dreams and failure. And like everyone who came before and after her, the overnight success and enduring phenomenon of her work was a product of, um, I guess, a vocation, a calling and a relentless following of that calling that lasted her entire lifetime. Now, there was an army photographer called David Conover who discovered Marilyn while working to support the, the, sorry, he was working to support the war effort and so was she and he kind of discovered her during this process. He kind of recognized a spark into her and that is the spark that would eventually turn into this raging bonfire. But at the time, she was only 16 years old and this was really a chance encounter for both of them that really launched her modeling career. And then what unfolded between 1946 and 1950 was a string of events that has this kind of rags to riches Cinderella feel to it. But that's nothing new. You've probably already heard that part of the story. What I didn't know, what was a huge surprise to me was how long the road was that she had to walk before actual stardom, stardom, sorry, and fame struck. So she's one of those people so famous, you can't imagine her not being famous. So she had all these kind of two second parts in movies like Scudder Who, Scudder Hay, and I don't know where they came up with these names in the 50s, um, movies like Dangerous Years. And then she had a string of sexy, dumb blonde roles. And, you know, because studios at the time were looking for girls with big boobs, right? You know, it was the 50s. You know, there were pinups, there were starlets, women were eye candy. Um, but throughout all of those dumb blonde roles, her star quality was consistent. There was this thread of luminescence. Um, and then there was a movie called All About Eve in 1950, which, which proved a major turning point for her. She was really funny and realistic in this role. And so she ended up being re-signed by the same studio that had earlier dropped her. Um, and, you know, even though she um, got great accolades for this role, she got a lot of positive attention from it. She was then, after that, consistently cast in B-grade movies for years afterwards um, in mostly unmemorable parts, which is strange. And in the end, she ended up doing about 25 movies across her entire career. But meanwhile, 
after that sort of like stardom struck in 1950 and then kind of tapered off, she was consistently the cover girl on almost every publication in print. She was famous in spite of her quiet acting career. And she actually remained the most popular pinup girl until 1953 when she became a true phenomenon, both on and off screen. So it was another three years before she would become that phenomenon that we really kind of remember her for. But what many people people don't know is that she studied acting furiously the entire time from beginning to end. And the more famous she got, the more she studied. And it kind of reminds me of my own business mentors, some of whom I mentioned in the um, it, it, you know, previous episodes, Marie Forleo, Brooke Castillo, Stephanie Sinclair. They keep studying business and they keep studying themselves. They keep walking their own walk. They keep running their own race and mastering themselves and their lives as they go. Now, this is true mastery, self-study that leads to success in any area of life that you really want. Now, years later, um, Marilyn was, was asked what inspired her to study so hard. And she replied, seeing my own movies, which I think is really cute. She really just had the DNA for success all along, the vision, the passion, the work ethic. And because of that, she had cultivated star quality long before she was recognized by the outer world for her sheer talent. The vision, the passion, and the work ethic manifested this luminescence that mesmerized the camera and the whole world as she went. And the harder she worked, the more luminous she became and the more the camera and the world sat up and took notice over time. Now, obviously, she's human, right? So she probably felt supremely discouraged at various junctures. There's now a book that's been published called Fragments, which is her which is her, her journaled notes, which, you know, now we know how supremely depressed and discouraged she was at various points. And we all feel like that when the drama hits the fan and things aren't going as we, as we hoped for. But in the words of another um, favorite celebrity of mine who also died very young, Ayala, she just dusted herself off and tried again. Now, it took her a second to be noticed by the photographer. It took her months to be adored by the paparazzi and... Um, the media, and years to be truly respected for her acting, for her art. And, you know, it took only one glimpse in one movie part in 1950 um, where, you, where, where people finally saw her sheer talent and mastery. And it kind of reminds me of when I saw Brandon Fraser in, as Brick in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof on stage in London, or Jennifer Aniston in the movie Cake, or Anne, Anne Hathaway in the movie Rachel Getting Married. There are these moments, these movies, these roles where you, where you get this sort of direct access to their sheer talent and mastery. It's really kind of amazing. Now, while Marilyn made a living as a model during the hard years when Hollywood was really slamming doors in her faces and saying no to her all the time, her beautiful face and sexy aura continued to pay her rent while she modeled and studied at the same time. And she rode the media wave of attention and the media wave of criticism. And she studied acting and she worked with a coach as she honed her acting craft. She just worked. She got to work. She did the work and she kept working. Now, her story really reminds us to say, fuck it and keep going, to work, to work more, to work harder and to keep working towards our goals. 
Now, regardless of the establishment, who actually shunned even her Oscar-worthy performances, and regardless of other people, I mean, she actually handled scandal with such panache and classy one-line quips of the paparazzi was amazing. But she reminds us through her whole story to share her, our luminescence with everybody that we meet and to really bring ourselves to the table fully and unapologetically, no matter what. Now, whether she was lying in a hospital bed because she endured numerous miscarriages and a gallbladder removal, which is quite serious surgery, and she was dodging rumors all the time because, you know, she got divorced and she got married to very famous people. And throughout all of this, all of this, her story reminds us to keep working towards what we want, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what's going on in our private life, and to never let go of our dreams, to work hard, to study, to find people who can support our vision and help us get there. That's where we come back to our um, community, which we talked about in the last two episodes, 24 and 25. And she also reminds us that not everyone will notice our star quality at first. It takes exposure to so many people and across so many platforms sometimes to find the right combination of factors that will launch us into the audience of those who will benefit from our work and who we are the most. So keep getting your message out there. Keep saying yes to meetings. Say yes to podcast interviews. Say yes to the media, to journalists, to networking events. Say hell yes. Say yes to make to everything that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Live streaming, public speaking, Instagram videos. Practice expressing your ideas, your beliefs, and your values at any chance you get. Practice sharing your star quality, your luminescence. Now, at some point, the right people will notice and they're going to share it with their people and their people will share it with their people. So remember, there's no such thing as overnight success. As famous as Marilyn Monroe was, she didn't experience overnight success either. There is such a thing as overnight success in a sense, okay? It starts today though, and it will happen sometime in the future. So get on it. So that's Marilyn Monroe's business school. So consider yourself a graduate of Marilyn Monroe's business school. Now we've covered a lot of ground in podcast season one. This was an epic season. Well, I think so. I really enjoyed making it for you. And we covered about four main themes. But if I were to summarize the core outtakes, it would be these. Become the CEO of your life first before you start up. Create more space for the things that matter by not doing the things that don't. Use habit and ritual to create a thriving lifestyle right now. Don't wait for some time in the future and some kind of commercial success. Create a thriving life and lifestyle right now. Embrace failure and use it to empower you. Use it as a tool to shape the future. And master your mindset by creating clear, meaningful goals that align with what you truly want. Okay. I really hope you've enjoyed season one of the podcast. I actually just created a brand new workbook for podcast season one study pack. So if you haven't got your copy yet, head over to the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 26. There's a worksheet to help you dive deep into the ideas and lessons shared in every single episode of the season including a ton of other resources that I don't share anywhere else. So I'm really excited for you to jump into all of that. And guess what? There is a new podcast pack coming up for season two as well. I'm so excited to share that with you soon and the season two trailer coming up next week too. 
But, um, sorry, in two weeks. Next week, I'm actually talking about lessons from podcasting so that you can start a podcast as well if that's something that you're interested in. It has been the most fun thing I have created in my business so far, and I'm really looking forward to distilling my learnings and tips with you or for you including exactly how I've created all my content. I've kind of got an infinite content creation process, which is really cool. Anyway, until next time, have an amazing week. I'll see you then. Bye.